Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of The Bean Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be looking at why the stock and crypto market could be about to explode. Okay, so we have midterm elections approaching November 6th. So we've analyzed 100 years worth of data leading up to and thereafter these elections to figure out what does the market do beforehand and what does it do afterwards and the market does exude some really unique characteristics here so you need to pay attention to the end yeah so i mean people get really caught up in you know day-to-day trading it's going up it's going down but what we've done in this episode is we've zoomed out and we've looked at data from the past 100 years so the midterms is the elections in 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 america every four years the markets behave a little bit differently And as we are now approaching, the time is now to learn all about this and make decisions that can can put your portfolio in a better position, right? Yeah. So this is the midterm election. So uh, every two years, sort of in between the the president's four year cycle, the second year the second year in is when we start to figure out what's going to happen. Is it going to be the Democrats taking the House? Is it going to be the Democrats taking the Senate? Will be a a full flip, or are we going to have the Republicans now taking over? So depending on who also steps into power is also going to impact this, the markets. Right. So let's, let's quickly look at what does the market look like in these midterm years? So I know we, we'll pull up some charts here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can check them out. But typically from January to September, which is where we are now, we basically see a heavy choppy market and a slight downtrend, right? And that's kind of what exactly we've seen so far in 2022. Correct? Yeah, it makes sense. And the market always reacts to volatility and fear and FUD. So when people don't know what's going to happen next, that's why we see such extreme uncertainty. It's the uncertainty, right? The market fears uncertainty. Exactly. So you, we don't know who's going to take over. Is it going to be, is uh, Biden going to stay in power? Or will it just be the Democrats and a different uh, election electoral leader? Or is it going to be the Republicans? So there's just so much fear leading up to it because, for example, right now, you, you know, you have Biden signing into power, uh, that <clears throat> stimulus package for green energy and pharma, I believe it was. Yeah, the anti-inflation, the Inflation Reduction right? Act, yeah. But what sort of headwinds will that face if uh, the Republicans or Trump gets into the power? Right. It could be a lot different. So the money may not flow into these green energy sector stocks yet just because of, right? Exactly. Yeah, so when we look at the average returns by quarter for typical midterm years, and this is important, Q1 average return is 1.1%, so slightly up. Q2 minus 1.8%, which is not great. Q3 basically flat at 0.6%. But here's the kicker. Q4 on average in midterm years goes up 6.1%. That is significant. And as we just alluded to, that's because... The elections happen and the uncertainty is drawn out of the market. So the market can react, digest, and continue on its long-term upwards climb. That's right. So 
what are we looking at here? What are we thinking is going to happen? So if we dig into the charts, what it, it's, when this podcast is going to be released sometime in the next week or so, we're entering September. September historically is a pretty not a good uh, month for the markets. Yep. Typically, we see a bit of a downtrend. I not think. even just in the midterm year, right? Like yeah, all, every year. all the time. It's it's almost like exemplified even more so during September. But we start to see an uptick, what, early October? Yeah, it's like typically in the midterm years, which we are now, we see the final drop for the market. The market tends to bottom for the year in mid-September. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of people have already pointed to, say, for example, the Bitcoin or the stock market. Did it already bottom in July? Well, judging by these midterm charts, which again is is 100 years worth of data, even though it's only every four years, they show that the yearly bottom for midterm years has not happened yet. Right. So it's just another piece of evidence that leads us to, well, maybe we shouldn't be buying this dip. Maybe we should wait a little bit longer to see what happens in the run-up to the elections. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking too, just by looking at this chart. And, you know, this is 100 years worth of data, right? And I feel as though the algorithms are all put into place to kind of play off of this information. And it's going to be utilized to get, you know, just to what's going to maximize the profits for these hedge fund managers, et cetera, right? So. And if you think about it from a psychological perspective, which we like to do on this show a lot, if you're the sitting government and you're running into midterm elections, you want there to be a run-up from the market into the election period. And you know people have short time, uh, short memories, so you don't want to start it too early. You want to start it a month, a month and a half, something like that before the midterm election. So you want this rally to start in late September, October, because then you can point and say, look, the markets are recovering so well, vote for us. Look how well we're doing, right? So it's always in the sitting government's best interest <clears throat> to make the market rally into midterms. Which is interesting because we have the Fed right now controlling everything. You know, they're the one, everybody's look, looking at inflation. What's inflation doing? Should we increase the interest rates? So we also have that putting fear into the market as well. And the Fed supposedly operates independently of who's in power. So yeah, they, it's like, you do want to have, oh, the stock market's ripping and use it to your advantage, but- Right now, it's in, it's interesting times, right? Because it, it looks like Biden is has like a thirty percent approval rating, so it's looking very like, low. Very so it's looking low. like he's going to lose, or well, the, at least Democrats are. And with the Fed saying, "Look, we're sticking to our plan. We're going to bring down inflation. It doesn't matter who's in power." So it's like this year, it's interesting, right? You need to look at the data a little bit more closely. For sure. I mean, this year, as we know, it's. Well, on the one hand, it is an outlier because there's a lot of stuff going on. But I don't know. If you really look into it, there's always stuff going know, on. Yeah. There's always wars. There's always inflationary periods. There's always recessionary periods. There's always fluctuations in unemployment. There's been supply shortages in commodities before. So when, you know, we're so focused on the now all the time, but people that have lived 50, 60 years say, this happens every X amount of years, right? That's true. So look, history shows that there... So this is what you guys need to know here. History shows that there, that there are above average returns for a full year following the election cycle. So since 1950, the average one-year return following a midterm is double that of all years during the similar period. So typically, the stock market will provide you with an 8% return for that year thereafter. It provides a 16% return after midterm elections. And this is since 1950. Yeah. Right? So this is on average too. So some years you get 5 or 6%. Some years you get 26, 
So sure. regardless of, of whatever plays out, you just need to look at the data. And if you're trying to make calculated risk reward decisions, let's look at the averages here. Yeah, a hundred percent. And people are always trying to time the bottom and, you know, buy the dip and throw capital everywhere. But it really helps to just take that zoom out approach, like a high time frame. look at yearly trends. And exactly like you just said, wait until the uncertainty is lifted from the midterm elections. Wait for that rally. If you see that rally start to happen, there could be some signs that you're going to start to see these above average returns. And this applies to both the stock market and the crypto market. So, you know, judging by all these factors, maybe right now is the time to exhibit a bit of patience as opposed to just FOMOing into, you know, buying dips or shorting the market, all this kind of stuff. Patience might be the best play right now. Uh, that's what I'm seeing. And, you know, when you tune into our technical analysis uh, episode to kind of see, you know, where support and resistance lies, you can see, like, look, the the, the SPY right now has, it's been ripping for, like, what, seven or eight weeks in a row. It's just yep. green candle after green candle after green candle. However, every time there's a FOMC meeting minutes released or in another CPI reading, that's when you see a tick down. And we just had the FOMC meetings uh, minutes released today. Sure enough, the market's ticking downwards. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, I, th I think everyone is, most people are in agreement that it's a bear, it's a bear market rally. Yeah. Um, you know, the worst is probably not behind us. Um, but, you know, when you, when you think about, the situation right now with the midterm rally and the elections, one potential thing that you could think about is what you alluded to before. If Biden and the Democrats' approval rating is so low, a lot of people are expecting a potential red wave coming in for the midterm elections. And when we look at how the stock markets and crypto markets performed under Trump and the Republicans and over history, some people could see that through rose-colored glasses, even though a lot of it was because of all the money printing and stuff but people may not look into it that much. They may see red wave, Republicans in, market rip. You know, that they just associate those previous four years of only up with the market with the Republicans. And if they sweep the midterm elections, things could get bullish. Not that it makes sense, but a lot of things that happen in the market don't make sense. No, it doesn't. Right now, it's not making any sense. I mean, we also have that, the war over in um, Ukraine, like... That's kind of where's all that news gone, right? Yeah, you know, it's not like the, what's it's happening not the shiny, over there. Not the shiny toy. That's not the anymore. shiny toy, is not it? The shiny toy. There's anymore. monkey pox and whatever else is trying to poke its head out at the moment. So yeah. there might be some sectors maybe to look at. You know, if if Biden does or if the Democrats do stay in power, you might want to maybe view more of the the green energy sectors. He's, he's really hammering home the climate change aspect of things recently. I think he's sticking to that. Yep. If the Republicans get into power, I could maybe see a bit of a switch away from that sector tends to be that way. Doesn't right? it? So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people out there, a lot of listeners on the show and a lot of people in our discord and just a lot of people on Twitter, they've experienced a lot of losses over the last six to eight months since the market topped in November or December. And if you, it can be tough, but if you look at the macro environment as bad as it, as bad as it is, this midterm rally, if you play it correctly, can be put in your favor, right? You can't discount this historical trend. And for the psychological factors and the uncertainty and all the risk in the market being kind of let out come November, this could be a time to get back into the market a little bit more than you have been, whereas right now you're like, oh, we're going to a recession, inflation, like I'm not going to touch it. But maybe if, if you've listened to this episode and you follow us and you're in the Discord and stuff, playing this midterm rally could potentially be a good idea. Because 
there's strong data to back up that above average gains could be around the corner, right? That's exactly how I see it. I mean, <clears throat> if there's anything to be learned over the market dip that we experienced, you know, since November, December, and some of the little, the rallies that have occurred within there, if you're going to try to trade the chop, there's a chance you're going to get wrecked. However, if you can see a historical average return, I think this might be, I think September, October, when the market is bottoming out based off the chart that we put up on the screen here, that is going to be the time that you're going to want DCA into some of your, you know, high prolific stocks that you have out there. You know, the ones that actually have cash on hand can weather additional storms, everything that we've alluded to in previous episodes, but also into some of your altcoin projects that you're a big fan of as well. You know, I think because the S the S&P and the crypto market, they run side by side virtually. Yep. So that's why it's, it's, it's correlated. And this episode is so important for, well, because crypto hasn't necessarily had a ton of midterm elections to kind of have this data. So we're speaking to stock market data, but Bitcoin, the crypto market runs yeah. hand in hand. Bitcoin right? basically is a stock at this point, just yeah. a, a highly leveraged NASDAQ stock. Um, so this is kind of personally how I'm looking at this playing out. And this aligns with a few of the theories that have been going around on Twitter, including the melt up and you know the stock market not bottoming out until... 12 to 18 months after the recession started, that kind of stuff. So I'm looking at, yes, I think at seeing as we've had a bear market rally for the past two months, I'm probably looking at a pullback. That times up well with this 100-year chart, putting us into mid-September, late September, early October, maybe start this new uptrend, which coincides with the potential melt-up, right? Yeah. So I'm then looking for the melt-up to last, again, going back to the charts, this midterm rally can last well into the next year. So this melt up could last up until Q2, maybe even Q3 of 2023. And then no one's going to remember that we're still in a bear market. Everyone's going to be euphoric again, recession over, everything over. And then I think we could see a massive crash. And that's really going to be the the bottom, bottom yeah, of the recession. Yeah, that could be like the, the V-shape. Like potentially like a, like a V-shape one, correct? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to try to time the market, buy the bottom, short the top, all that kind of stuff. But this is, it's good to have a high time frame idea of what you think is going to play out in the market and then make your investing decisions based on your thesis. And try not to, you know, we get so caught up in all this noise all the time and social media and news and Twitter and all that. But if you have that, your own idea of it and kind of just like keep that in the back of your mind, I think that can play out very well for you. Yeah, I was going to say, and I, I'm, ha- I'm really happy you alluded to that because I think that is one of the most important piece of it, pieces of advice because it is so easy to look at, you know, the one hour chart, the four hour chart, even the, even the daily and see, you know, what the volume is doing, you know, where are we at with the moving averages and, but when you have, when you can, when that's the beautiful thing about the beanstalk and what we like to do. We like to take the macros, take a little bit of TA, but look at the bigger picture of what could actually affect the market in the future. As we do with almost all our episodes, we say, hey, look, if this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. Well, these are three major components all coming together at once. So this actually makes the most amount of sense. Yep. So I'm in line with, with exactly with what you just said there. And it, it's using the data. It's understanding that we just experienced 60 days worth of a, a, ra- a relief rally here. S- inflation is still yet to be determined. There's still Fed meetings to come and, you know, there's still that uncertainty around. And so the next Fed meeting is going to be in September. I think that'll provide a little bit more clarity, per- perhaps. 
which is perfect too because it's just before it's just before the midterm elections early november so again it's kind of like what you just said it pieces everything together where we do see that run in november january into next year look at the averages and then you know maybe we do see that crash late next year and that kind of ties into some my, my other uh theories about how you know, we had the Bitcoin halving early 2024. I think institutional investors are going to want to get in at a very low price of Bitcoin. They don't want it at 24,000. I think, you know, they want to get in at like 12, 10,000 or so, mm. especially at the, the buying power that they're going to have going through BlackRock and all that. So, yeah, it, I, I, you're exactly right. There seem to be a lot of factors, high time frame macro factors that are lining up with these trends. And, you know, obviously we weren't investing in the seventies and the eighties and stuff, but right. you never know. There could also have been these factors lining up at those decades as well. So if we see um, inflation numbers in mid September come in significantly lower than expected, that could be the catalyst for an, well, another catalyst for the melt up and the midterm rally. So there's just a lot of things that seem to be coming together. And this is by no means a guarantee. This could not happen at all. Yeah. But, you know, we've done our research here. We've looked at a lot of data. And I think this is one thing that you need to keep a close eye on for when you're making your investment decisions <clears throat> over the next few months, right? And then even into Q2, Q3 of next year, because the trends happen, seems to happen every four years. Absolutely. So we'll be covering this topic again, closer to the midterm elections. And we'll, we'll try to provide you with all the data that we see coming through the door. And if anything changes, you'll be the first to know. So make sure you hit that like, subscribe, turn the notifications on, and tune to the next episode. That one's going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the BeanPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeanPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.